Hello, and welcome to Mouse Ears and a Movie, a Disney animation conversation. I'm Sarah Farrell Baker, joined by my co-host, Chrissy Woj. We are two grown women avoiding responsibility and watching cartoons. Every episode, we will be watching a Disney or Pixar animated feature chosen at random from the bucket. The bucket. Then we will reconvene here to share our thoughts, some behind the scenes knowledge, and probably make some weird noises. This week, we watched the 2008 Walt Disney Pictures animated feature film, Bolt. It's a story about a television studio emotionally abusing a dog named Bolt into thinking he has superpowers so they don't have to bother teaching another dog to act, even though that wouldn't be nearly as complicated as the hoops they jump through to keep Bolt from realizing he's being Truman showed. When Bolt escapes and gets lost in the world outside the soundstage, the company spends exactly zero dollars trying to find this dog they've poured tons of resources into. It's great. Super great. To refresh our memories, here's Chrissy with the Bolt Olaf recap treatment. It began with a precious pound puppy, thought to have superpowers, but actually powerless. You're heavy and slobbery. Penny, I don't have much time. Bolt will protect you. Bolt, zoom, zoom. Bolt, fetch. Bolt, speak. Mission accomplished. So this dog thinks this is all real? Bolt, I'm okay. Nope, he needs to think you've been kidnapped. Okay, Bolty, stay cool. I need to find the cat. I know, just the cat. Hey, Joey, do we go too far in this? Styrofoam! You're both the super dog! Guess what? He's a TV star. Who's gonna rescue the cat? If I don't chase bad guys, who am I? We're one waffle away from Penny. The humans leave their declawed cat behind to fend for herself. When your friend is in trouble, you go! Bolt, you are my good boy. She didn't want me. <coughs> I knew you'd come back. The studio is dead. We quit. You want to play outside? The end. So this was Disney's 48th animated feature. Is this post-Renaissance, a.k.a. Yep. the Dark Ages? Is this the second Dark Ages? Okay, so the Bronze Age was the first Dark Ages. Then the Renaissance in 99 is when that ended. Got it. And then it was the post-Renaissance era. Which is the nice way of saying the Dark Ages. The second Dark Ages. I mean, like, way to go closing out your uh, Dark Ages with a high heaven stinker. But it was so if you look at it from a animated movie perspective, it was charming, but not Disney. I will say it was animated, but not Disney. The first 20 minutes, I wanted to throw things at the screen. Oh, it's so annoying. I had to go through my notes and count how many times I wrote. This movie sucks. But like once we got to the Homeward Bound thing, that was kind of fun. The unlikely best friend. Charming. Adam was saying it just doesn't feel like Disney. And then he goes, well, it feels like DreamWorks, not Disney. And I said, no, it doesn't even feel like DreamWorks. It just feels like they had a movie due and they were like, oh, God, put it together. Turn it in, which is kind of what happened during production of this movie. Chris Sanders is our original writer and director, and he has a similar idea to how this movie ends up, but it's about a dog named Henry, who is the star of a TV show and gets lost in like a desert or something with a one-eyed cat and a radioactive rabbit. And I think the cat and the rabbit think he is in the like think they're in the TV show with him. I can't tell from like the very limited amount you can find online about this. But then in 2006, John Lasseter became the chief creative officer of Disney. And he gave Chris Sanders notes. was like, meh, change these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Sanders said, no, I don't want to change this. And they said, okay, bye. And they gave him his walk-in papers. And so then they had uh, Chris Williams and Byron Howard come in as the new directors and animation was told, get this done in 18 months. 
when it normally takes four years to produce a computer animated feature. Yeah, sounds about right. Makes sense. This tracks. This feels like the homework that I did the night before that I had months to do. And I was like, I mean, I always did my homework the night before when I had months to do it. And some of it actually turned out pretty okay. This was not that. No, no, this was some B minus work. I hated so much of it. I was so distracted. I get we're not going for like realistic shit here. It's a cartoon movie about a talking dog. I get it. A generic white fluff ball. All of it was so no that wouldn't happen that wouldn't happen and not in a like oh this is too fantastical kind of way but in a like this makes zero sense in any universe like you have a tv studio who's like hey we have a crap load of money to spend on special effects in this like crazy i don't know sci-fi whatever type show and the whole thing revolves around this dog we're going to keep him in like a shitty little trailer by himself on an unguarded soundstage and we are going to make him think that this is all just real because we want a better performance out of him. We don't want to have a, an actor dog come in. And then when that dog gets out, because there's no security watching him, they pour absolutely zero resources into finding him and just like take the L. It's absurd. It's so stupid. And then he like magically, like he ends up falling into just the box. It ends up taking him all the way to fucking New York in a box. An empty box. This is, see, it's all the, the, the lack of attention to detail in all of this. That box had nothing in it besides packing peanuts and it was open and he fell into it. So you're telling me they had just had a box sitting there. They didn't put anything into it. He fell into it. They taped it shut without looking inside of it. And they put it on a truck across the fucking country with one other box barf. It's all of that. I couldn't figure out like really what the not Disney vibe was. And it's that it is the lack of attention to detail. The lack of heart. Yes. You just kind of show this little girl who's devastated by her dog disappearing. And yet she's still got to make big decisions and go on the talk shows. And mom, come on, man. Put some backbone into saying no to that skeezy agent. It's the kind of thing like normally we go through like the plot and stuff. And I don't even want to. We're going to do it. But we'll make it fast. All right. Let's do it right now and we'll get it over with. All right. So we open up with a stupid little dog and a stupid little pet store. And I was charmed in the very, very, very beginning because it was a cute little puppy and it was playing with a carrot and I pregnant. So I cried a little. Shut up. Oh, one thing that I want to know about this is the pet store scene in the show or is that like Penny went and found him somewhere? Girl, I have been wondering this for freaking ever because she already had his name. She put an engraved bolt name tag on him as soon as she picked him up. But you still got to wait for the little laser engraver thingy at the PetSmart. You got to wait a moment while that does its thing. I choose this one. His name's Bolt. Here's his collar I already had made. Boom. Five years later. Also, Bolt is going to be the name we use on the TV show that I'm going to be in one day. Again. It's sloppy. Did he go straight from the pet store to being in this TV show? Were they in the TV show for years? Because that doesn't make any sense if I've altered Bolt is happening five years later and she's already five years older. It just doesn't make any sense. It's all sloppy. It's sloppy as shit. It is messy. All right. So... So we're five years later and I didn't actually, I had not seen this movie before. I went in blind. I didn't know the premise. I was just like, okay, it's like a super dog or something like that, whatever. So I think Bolt is actually a super dog in this movie. Dumbass. (laughs) So I'm sitting here. I'm like, God, this sucks. Like, this is so predictable and bad and 
Who would watch this? And like, let's talk about that. Who would watch this TV show? No one. No, that is untrue. Because think about every idiot that's like watches like five different iterations of CSI and like, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. this has got a market somewhere. You know, Chuck Laurie would produce this shit. And reality TV is a thing. Mm-hmm. Gross. Hey, I will say that even season two of Love is Blind was more pleasant than this movie. Anyways, all right. So we're in this superhero thing. And then all of a sudden we get end of the scene cut. Oh, shit. There's a boom mic. The dog's not watching the replay. He doesn't mic. But they don't want the boom mic to be anywhere that you could ever see. It doesn't make sense. It's dumb. So they don't want the dog to know that he's on a TV show. They want the dog. They want both to think that he's got superpowers. He has been altered, that he's saving shit because it gets like a better performance out of him when it's like, dude, all you need is like a fucking stick of pepperoni to get a performance out of a dog. Although, I mean, we'll talk about this a little bit later. We do get an actor dog in there eventually and he blows the place up. Exactly. So Bolt goes back to his trailer with Penny and Penny's got her little phone and he's like, oh no, you're not leaving me again. And she's like, I gotta go, man. And then we find out that he lives there and she does it. Yeah, he's just by himself. He doesn't have like a handler. Like, what does this dog do all day? This is really upsetting. Fucking dog abuse. I feel like they've emotionally abused the absolute hell out of this poor dog. I was like super mad. And then I was just like, I was sad for him and mad. And then Penny's like, I want to take him home for the weekend. And everybody's like, no, you can't do that. So then we meet Mindy from the network and she's all like, um, your show's tanking. So you need to fix some shit. Hey, she's commenting on some of the same stuff I am predictability they're not happy with happy in regards to the audience she says the audience doesn't want everything to be wrapped up neat and tidy every episode they don't want to be happy this is how we got game of thrones by the way but (laughs) let's not talk about that trash show anyways they film they end on a cliffhanger and bolt doesn't know penny is fine and she's like bolt bolt i'm okay and they're like don't you freaking dare well we'll see how well that works for them Yeah, super well. Bolt then thinks that he hears Penny like calling out for him because they can't let Bolt know that he's on a soundstage, but they're listening to playback within earshot of him. And so he runs out, tries to find Penny and ends up in a box on its way to New York. He ends up in one of two boxes in a whole truck by themselves, Hollywood to New York. The end. He gets out, meets some pigeons. They're wise guys. Kind of amusing. They are blatant good feathers ripoffs. And they take Bolt to meet Mittens, who is a fearsome cat with claws, apparently. Was your first thought this cat's declawed? It really wasn't. Really? Like I said, never seen the movie. I didn't know. Maybe she really was going to use the claws on these poor birds. I didn't know, but just like she held out her paw and I was like, this cat's declawed. It's like your finger gun under a sweatshirt. So somehow he manages to kidnap Mittens, but get Mittens to take him across country. Well, he thinks that Mittens is working for Calico, the evil evil Dr. Calico. the green-eyed man. And he gets her taken cross-country by dangling her off of a fucking bridge. Hey, kids, this is how we handle things. This is what negotiation looks like when you're a dog. This is some ridiculous, like, mafia Liam Neeson taken bullshit. And they're following the the waffle diners, knock off of the waffle house. Upsetting. I could go for some hash browns right now. I can go for anything but this movie. We find out that the packing peanut that's been stuck to Bolt for like half the movie at this point. So Bolt thinks he's weakened by the packing peanut that's been on him since he got out of the box. It stole his laser eyes. 
It stole his powers. It's weakened me. He can't jump crazy far. And now he's got a kryptonite, styrofoam. Also my kryptonite, to be honest. People complain about glitter, but like styrofoam is like worse. I think styrofoam will end up being the Earth's kryptonite. I think it already is. So on the road, Bolt and Mittens end up in a trailer park where they're adorably begging for food. And by they, I mean Bolt. Because for some reason, people don't find Mittens adorable. I would find Mittens adorable. And I don't even like cats that much mittens is adorable but they're all like beat it stupid cat it's so trite but maybe that's for the best because i'll tell you what bolt is gonna have the runs <laughs> from all that people food well he shared it all with mittens it's gonna be unpleasant but at this trailer park is where they meet rhino who recognizes him here's another thing he's famous enough to have billboards and the only person slash animal to recognize him ever is a fanboy hamster. And he's still got his collar on. Yes. And he's still got his little lightning bolt. When he and Mittens get picked up by Animal Troll, he's got a freaking collar. The collar has his name and information and how to contact the studio. You're telling me nobody called the studio from the collar on his tags. Give me a freaking break. Hey, when you only have 18 months to make a computer animated movie, you don't have time to call the address on the dog's tag. Well, do you have time to like lose the collar? That's what they should have done. I know. So Rhino goes in, rescues Bolt. Bolt's like, I got to rescue Mittens, but I don't have any powers because shit, I'm a regular dog. So Rhino goes in and distracts all the dogs with the ball, 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 ball. And Bolt goes in and rescues Mittens. The hamster is un. Hinged. They keep moving, move through the country. They get to Vegas. The montage ends up in Vegas. I usually love a good montage. And I'm not going to lie, this one charmed me a little bit. Because it doesn't need to be good. It just needs to get you going. And it's the unlikely friendship and the homeward bound montage. How dare you? Come on, it was. Do not speak homeward bound's name over this filth. Would you rather me go to like Milo and Otis? Yeah, sure. I never saw that. Homeward bound was like a copycat of Milo and Otis. Only probably better because Homeward Bound is flawless. Anyways, we're in Vegas. Mins is like, cool, look, we got a place. This is home. She's setting up shop. And Bolt is like, yo, we're so close to Penny. We're one waffle away. Look at this paper. We're like right next door to Penny. But Mittens doesn't want to go. And she tells Bolt that Penny is just an actor and humans leave. They don't love you. They don't care about you. I know this because it happened to me. My humans left me. And I was declawed and I never told anyone. It's sad. Mittens, poor little origin story. Or it'll be sad if I cared about any of these characters. I was sad. And then Bolt's like, well, I got to go do what I got to go do. And he leaves. Rhino comes back and he's like, where'd Bolt go? As with any instance of this movie, it's like really easy to find the people that leave you or that you lose. Like there's no real like issue to it. Bolt goes and they'll probably find him later. Well, they're following the waffles. Of course they'll find him. And they do. So Bolt finds L.A. He has gotten almost to the last waffle. And he comes across like the L.A. version of the Good Feathers pigeons. And they are the most L.A. pigeons they could possibly be. One of the pigeons is a writer. He has a writing partner and he has an assistant. Oh, yeah. They make a Nemo reference. There's a Pixar crossover there. They're pitching an idea to the dog. So they're pitching their ideas about their show or about Bolt's show to him. Let's just add in aliens, man. Aliens. Which is really the dumbest addition to this already dumb show. But it's also like the most L.A. thing again. 
LA is a weird place. I wouldn't really know. I've never been. It really is. I've only been briefly, but I like to go, this is so LA. Well, because of course, Bolt finds the studio that his friggin' face is on the water tower of. And he goes in and he sees Penny and he's like, oh my God, Penny. And she's like, Bolt. And then predictably, we all know that other Bolt is there. And other Bolt is like acting Bolt. And Bolt's like, fine, I I get it. I've been replaced. I'm out of here. And then we see that Penny is actually sad after they call cut. And to no one's surprise. Not at all. And then he walks off. He sulks off. Does his thing. So he runs into Mittens. I cannot find my local Dunkin' Donuts without a Google map. I'm very annoyed that everyone in this movie gets where they want to go for no reason. And Mittens had been in the room watching Penny and the other dog at the just right moment after real Bolt walks away and saw that Penny's like heartbroken. And so she convinces Bolt to go back in there. Apparently people can care about their pets. And he's just like, no, no, she doesn't need me acting bolt like fake bolt is uh lighting the stage on fire the entire soundstage is up in flames and smoke someone burn this movie i mean i'm fine with that too i know and so he burns the place down everybody gets out except the freaking lead actress are you kidding me with as messed up as everything on this show was like of of course her harness is the only thing that does its job and like keeps her there when it's supposed to while everything else is falling apart. She was able to unclip herself, fall into the balloon thing and get out, but she couldn't get out with everybody else. But Bolt comes back and finds her. All right, I might've cried a little bit here too. Oh, get the fuck out of here. Oh, come on. It was so, it was like, No, no, it was nothing. You are pregnant. It's not all just because I'm pregnant. The end. I'm a highly emotional person. It's all. There is no other. All right. Things are on fire. Penny's throwing in the towel. Bolt's like, come on, we got a way out. And she's like, no, Bolt, I'm done. I'm checked out. No, you're not, kid. Get the fuck up. There's like a hole right there. And then Bolt's bark through the hole because he remembers hearing the echo thing from before. He sees the vent. He decides to bark into it. And the acoustics of the vent gives him his super bark. Which he, he knew would happen because he had seen it happen before. I forget where he saw I it. I know, me too. It happened. Trust us. Yeah, it's fine. We're good. And then everyone outside hears the bark and they're like, the dog is inside. Penny's obviously there with him. Yeah, no one has noticed Penny is just gone otherwise. I mean, her mom noticed at some point, but like it wasn't made into a humongous deal that this child is inside of a burning building. Child star, the lead. Come on. Who was in a harness? No one else unclipped her. Freaking idiots. So they they find Penny. They rescue Penny. She's on her way to the ambulance. They put Bolt on her belly. And their gross agent, Sleazeball, runs up and is trying to figure out, you know, how they can milk this for interviews and cover stories and stuff. And finally, Mom does the best thing she's done all movie. She quits on behalf of both of them. Freaking finally. And then we see the show has changed Penny, altered her dramatically because of some issue or another. And it's a new actress. She had to have plastic surgery on her face and she's unrecognizable. Is this a superhero TV show or a freaking soap opera? I think it's like a whole bunch of things. It's like a spy thing and a soap opera. And like, I don't know. Soon Penny's going to find out that she has an evil twin sister. August wants to know why the show used the same dog that set their studio on fire. I like to think they hired another dog, another generic white fluff ball. Did it bother you that her name was Penny and it had a lot of Inspector Gadget vibes? 
Oh, I didn't get the Inspector Gadget vibes. Aside from like spying and poorly executed everything. Right. But the super genius dad, girl who can just manage all sorts of shit on her own. Penny. It bothered me. They couldn't come up with their own name. I couldn't come up with anything on this. Touche. So they're watching the TV show from their little happily ever after farm with Bolt and Mittens and Rhino and everybody's just warm and fuzzy. End of movie. They're going to live happily ever after on a farm. It's not my least favorite. But it's not anywhere near the middle section, even. It's my least favorite we've watched so far, definitely. And we watched Hunchback. Yeah, I'd rather watch this than Hunchback. Mm -mm. I'd rather listen to the music than watch this. But like watching a full movie, I'd rather watch Bolt. No, what's hilarious is like, so we, we go through all of this and all of the things that are wrong or feel wrong about this movie distracts from like all of the other things that we would normally talk about. So like John Travolta is Bolt. We've got like some big names in this movie. Miley Cyrus is Penny. I love her. Normally I would have swooned over her 20 minutes ago. Like they don't even give her much to do in this though. I know. Which I mean, it's Hannah Montana era, Miley Cyrus. I think she wrote the theme song that is sung in the movie. But yeah, we've got a uh, pop song for the credits sung by Penny and Bolt. John Travolta sings it with her. Of course he does. So there's that. Well, in an in an in an interview, he actually compared Miley to Olivia Newton-John. He's a weird dude. Weird dude. So the director of Bolt's show is just called The Director, voiced by James Lipton inside the actor's studio. I perked up when I heard his voice. I went, because I used to love watching that all the time. And then the agent giving very strong blonde David Wallace from The Office vibes. You are making all of these references and I know not. What? I don't know. Wait, hold on. You don't know inside the actor's studio. Sorry, man. All right. That's it for Bolt. We would love to hear your thoughts about how it felt to have Disney insult your intelligence for one hour and 36 minutes. So send us an email at mouseyearsandamovie at gmail.com or find us on social media and yell at us there. It's time to find out what our next movie is going to be. I've got the bucket and it is filled with the names of Disney and Pixar animated features. Every episode, we choose a new movie out of the bucket and our next movie is... Please be a Pixar. Please be a Pixar movie. Cinderella. Oh, okay. I'll take it. I will take it. Yay. Cinderella. That's the end of our show, guys. I'm Sarah Farrell Baker, and you can find me across social media at Sarah Farrell Baker. Chrissy Woj, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram at Quirky Chrissy and Twitter at Quirky underscore Chrissy. Follow along with us next time when we'll be discussing Cinderella. Until then, you can find us online at mouseearsandamovie.com, on Instagram and TikTok at mouseearsandamovie, and on Twitter at mouseearmovies. See you real soon.